The Inspired Incompetence Podcast is brought to you by Carpal Tunnel Syndrome. Every high five is the worst high five. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> doing good, doing good. Perfect. All right, so let's see. We are still in Yoli's Pond, and you guys uh, failed to put out a fire, but you did uh, You did catch the, the It's arsons. the thought that counts. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, if you guys weren't there, the fire probably would have actually spread to the city. Like, yeah, you failed to put the fire out, but it was still like you guys performed a great service for the city in dispatching That's of right. those weirwood pyromancers. Our presence was still a net positive. Indeed. Which is a little unusual. Right? <laughs> it can be, at least. Our genus wanted to go rogue cop, but skip the cop part of his career and uh, go interrogate the Werewood cutthroat that you guys had captured alive uh, the day before using the corpse of the Werewood mage that you guys apprehended today, uh, but that didn't work out. And now uh, we're going on a picnic. Going on a picnic. That's a perfect failed post or post failed torture session. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just go on a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in a, uh, in a wide open area. It looks how you would expect a city park to look. There's some shrubbery. Uh, there's like a central path that kind of meanders through the park. Uh, grass everywhere. In just about the center of the park, you see this large tangle of roots uh, kind of coiling out of the ground. Uh, and Mariana brings you guys over to these roots. She says, uh, This is what I wanted to show you. It is a wonderful, if sad, sight. This is a cluster of the veins of creation exposed above the ground in the park. Back when the Kumaru tree was active, the exposed roots allowed botanists to create instantaneous bursts of colorful flowers, sprays of glittering seeds, and other botanical marvels. Now the roots remain as a reminder of those past days that we all hope to see once again, but I thought, uh, without going to Tumbaha Mountain, which is far too dangerous right now, this could be the next best thing, uh, uh, good opportunity uh, for you to see the Kumaru tree from within the city, even if it's just a cluster of roots. Sweet. And she, well, she's saying that she's, like, setting up a picnic, uh, kind of not far from the roots. Part of me is, uh, a little curious if being near, uh, the exposed roots will have some reaction to your Kumaru traces. Teobleth will walk up and, like, sit on one of the roots, see if it does anything. Getting right up close to the roots, uh, they appear to be quite mundane, each individual root is about a foot across. Uh, they look no different from a normal tree root, uh, but they are clustered in a way where you there are several spots that are 
uh, that make you know, perfectly good uh, places to sit. You go to sit on this root, and upon touching it, uh, you do feel a flutter of energy from your obol that seems to like reach out and caress the root through the contact that you're making with it. There's no physical reaction, but you can feel your obol almost come to life and acknowledge its connection to the root. Uh, but uh, that's almost like a like a one time like as as soon as you make this contact this happens and you're like oh something's happening and then like kind of nothing else happens but it is definitely a uh, notable reaction all right well yeah then everyone else would see teal with kind of uh would walk up kind of like sit down and he would feel that quick connection and he would like hop right back up again almost like you know sitting down was almost like a, an electric shock or a burn or something like Oh, that was unexpected. And he like gingerly touches it a couple more times to see if it's going to do it again. And then he'll just kind of sit back down and take out a note and kind of jot down what just happened. Yeah, it only it only happens the the first time you touch it. But I mean, Marina was watching carefully when you sat down. She saw your reaction. She uh, she hurries over. What what is it? What what did you what did you feel? Uh, it's a little hard to describe but like it felt like whatever this shard of the kumaru tree is that's lodged in me was trying to reach out to the roots but i think it didn't get the response it was looking for well this if nothing else uh, proves the connection that these kumaru traces in your hearts have uh there was little doubt in my mind that the connection was there, but as far as I'm concerned, this is incon- this is a conclusive proof. And then she uh, she kind of expectantly turns to everybody else, as if to say, "Well, who's next?" <laughs> Our genus uh, goes to belly flop on the cluster of tree roots. Yep. Okay. He wants to feel at home. Well, he feels uh, sharp pain in his abdomen as he belly flops <laughs> onto uh, this gnarled cluster of wood. Oh, oh it's uh, all right. But pain is worth it. In, adi- in addition to that, yes, you you feel this uh, this flutter in your heart, and almost kind of like this energy, kind of like in instead of like being centered within you, you kind of feel it like. You can, like feel it shift and like move over to like spread through your limbs, and it's like there's this like almost unconscious consciousness reaching out to the roots, but as soon as it's gone, it just kind of fades away. Thalias and Utra, do either of you uh, refuse to go touch the roots? Uh, I see Tom belly flop and uh, all that. Uh, yeah. I'm going to approach tentatively, not like a belly flop. Okay. I want to feel the the zap, you know. Like a pencil dive? (laughs) No, (laughs) not like a pencil dive. (laughs) Just to feel the sensation that was just being discussed there. Yeah. Yeah, well, you feel it as well. Momentary rush, flutter, reaches out through your your body, through your arm, through your hand, and then just kind of like melts into nothingness. 
How big is the um, the tree area here? Um, it is taking up a space of. Are we on a uh, map? No, there's no map for the the cluster of roots. Uh, but it's taking up a space of about uh twenty square feet. Like not okay. Not like one solid chunk of tangled roots, but yeah, like kind of coming up, going underground, coming up again, twisting around itself uh, in a 20-foot gotcha. area. Everyone's touching these uh, Kumara roots. Uh, is Uhtred going to do that too? Yeah. So uh, Uhtred uh, steps forward and touches the roots as well. Uh, you feel the same thing. Almost, almost. There's almost like a somberness to the feeling. Uh, there's just this like, like energy, this consciousness within you that like seems to remember uh, the Kumaru tree, these roots, almost like an old friend. But this like feeling of nostalgia, it uh, it lasts for but a moment and then is gone. Uh, Mariana, uh, she's been watching each each of you uh, reach out and touch the Kumaru roots or or belly flop on them, uh, however you uh, chose to approach. But yeah, when nothing really overt happens uh she bows her head and says well i was not overly hopeful that something uh miraculous would happen but i will confess i am still a, a little disappointed that it was not more but that is okay that's part of the process let us enjoy ourselves a picnic i'm looking up mexican picnic foods tamales feel appropriate for picnic she's got some rice with uh with salsa and uh some chicken quesadillas squirt some lime juice on that rice which is a salsa fiend <laughs> oh i forgot so uh i think he's gonna instead of giving uh a 25 percent chance to dislike this i think he's gonna put it at a 20 percent all right lows he doesn't like the quesadilla. It's pronounced quesadilla. Ooh, wow. He likes it. I mean, it had salsa on it. How could he not? <laughs> he likes it, but he hates this rice stuff. No. He's had rice, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a a fun, enjoyable uh, picnic. You guys uh, just kind of get talking about the nice weather and remind you that you all have those uh, iron stones of injure elements circling your heads that are constantly giving you guys that nice little breeze um and that's when i'm gonna ask for perception checks Ooh, oh boy dun, 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 dun. we're not supposed to have to do watches during the daytime <laughs> <laughs> we're all awake you're more than fire you are more than welcome to uh forego your perception check uh, Teoboth got a 39. Dang. Uchri got a 25. I mean, does it matter at this point what I get? Yeah, Thalias got a 21, but I felt good. Now I feel bad. Just for the record, my perception bonus is a plus 27. That's a that's a 17 for uh, Argenus. Argenus uh, is the one person to not notice. <laughs> As uh, in a couple different areas of the park the rest of you including marina uh 
notice that some of the shrubbery uh, starts to uh, like quiver and shake and at first it looks like maybe it's just like a breeze rustling the the leaves in a weird way but uh, after a couple moments it's it's clear that there's like some weird like contortion going on with these plants and they like seem to be writhing and within a matter of moments uh, the uh, the plant matter has coalesced into two large creatures uh, tendrils ending in tiny claws unfurl from the central stalks of these plants which rise like serpents ready to strike and as uh, everybody rolls for initiative uh, several screams cry out throughout the park as these serpentine plant-like creatures uh, lunge out at uh, nearby civilians hey here we go again boys <laughs> it's all too familiar okay Utrid 20 Solias 17 Teobloth 13 and our genus 22 alright okay you can all direct your attention to Yoli's Pan Park that was a very dodgy answer you gave when someone asked if there was a map. You were like, no, there's no map of the roots. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for noticing. All right, up first is knowledge checks. Everyone give me knowledge, knowledge. plants. Knowledge nature. I got nothing. Oh, wait. I don't even have it. <laughs> oh, and I rolled good, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, this is this is just Utrid. Twenty-two. And Morena would be appreciated too. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Twenty-two is not going to be enough. Let's see how Marina does. She's a botanist. What's her knowledge? Nature. It's got to be insane. Really good. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> She knows these ones personally. <laughs> She's got a plus 29 knowledge nature, and I rolled a 19. <laughs> How about uh, each of you ask me uh, one question about viper vines? Because that's what these are. Yeah, here we go. A voracious, flesh eating carnivore, the viper vine has a single, enormous bloom arising from a thick, leafy tangle of snake like vines. Uh. I'll have each of you ask me one question, and then Mariana will get one when you're all done. Special attack. Special attack. You know about their captivating cloud ability. Once per day, as a swift action, a viper vine can emit a transparent cloud of pollen in a 60-foot spread that has the power to lull the minds of those that smell it. Once activated, the cloud persists for five rounds, unless dispersed by moderate or stronger wind. All creatures in the cloud must succeed on a will save each round or become captivated. Once a creature becomes captivated, it takes no actions save to approach the viper vine via the most direct route possible. If this path leads it into a dangerous area, such as through fire or off a cliff, that creature receives a second saving throw to end the effect before moving into peril. A victim that is attacked by the viper vine gets a new saving throw as a free action during each of the vine's attacks to overcome the effect. This is a mind affecting effect. What else we got? I would like to know energy defenses. I'll tell you about their weakness, cold lethargy. 
Exposure to any cold effect slows a viper vine as a slow spell for 1d4 rounds. Alright, still need a question from Arginus and one from Uhtred. Uh, give me uh, damage resistances. It has no damage reduction. And how about Uhtred? I will take any kind of uh, energy resistance. Uh, you know that they are immune to acid damage. And what was the one that I got? Like, cold damage makes them slow? Exposure to any cold effect slows a viper vine as the slow spell for 1d4 rounds. Now, how would that interact with Uhtred's frostbite? Because it's non-lethal. Um... I guess I would depend on if plants are immune to non-lethal damage or not. Let me look that up. Plant traits. You would all know this from uh, Mariana's knowledge uh, role. Plants are immune to all mind-affecting effects. Paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, and stun. So, they are not immune to non-lethal damage, which is weird. Right. <laughs> you can um, knock out a plant. Well, let me double check, because that's on a page that doesn't seem like it's listing everything. Go to the actual plant type page. No need to double check. Uh, yeah. Immunity to mind-affecting effects. Immunity paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, and stun. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think, since they're immune to sleep effects, I, I feel like you can't knock them unconscious. That's, I, I think that's yeah. a push. Plants breathe and eat, but do not sleep. So, they can take non-lethal damage, it just doesn't do anything. Although, I guess you can take enough non-lethal damage that it does kill you. Yeah, uh, and I feel like it, would, it could still so, knock you out. Like, just because you don't sleep doesn't mean you can't be forcibly made unconscious. I doubt that'll come up anyway, but it from the sounds of it, they are not immune to non-lethal damage. So if Uhtred were to use uh, whatever that spell was that does non-lethal cold damage, uh, I suppose that would work. Okay, then. All right, and Marina will wrap things up by telling you all that it has uh, constrict on its tentacle attacks. So, you know, watch out for that. All right, now, up first is our genus. All right, you know what I'm going to do. Fickle winds, baby. Why are you using fickle winds? Well, because if there's a mind compulsion effect that's done in cloud format, I would rather dodge that bullet. Okay. Preemptive fickle winds. Do anything with your move action? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not sitting in the middle of this. Uh... I'm going to move 30 feet out to the west. So 30 feet out to the west for our genus. Somewhere behind a tree. All right. Up next is Uhtred. I think I'm going to cast a mirror image. Uh, what's the max? Eight or seven plus yourself? It, uh, eight mirrors is the max. Okay. That's and half your level you add to it? Nope. No, it's, it's like a quarter of your level. I think it's a... Th- Third. It's 1d4 plus 4 right now. Okay. So, s- 7 mirrors and Uhtred's... Ah, oh, fuck. D- would he think this thing has reach? Has uh, it's a large-sized creature, so yeah. It hasn't gone he yet, would... though. It has not gone yet. So... Oh, hold on uh, a second. I'm sorry. Our genus is not part of the surprise round. But Uhtred is. Uh. So, our genus, we're gonna move back there. 
And it is a surprise round, so you all have a move or a standard action to take. Then I will just cast the mirror image. Okay. Uh, you can also do a five foot step if you would like. Uh, sure. We'll go five feet this. Wait. I, I want to unbunch a little, but I guess I'll just do a five foot step forward. Okay. Then up next is Thelias. I'll get a cast Greater Invisibility before uh, these things spot me out as the strong one and uh, decide to focus me. Sure, sure. And then I'm going to move up. Take a five-foot step, you say. Five-foot step? It's a surprise round. Oh, I don't get movement on a surprise round? You can do a standard or a move. Friggin' jeez. All right, well, I want to go invisible, so I'll do that. And then I'll move five-foot forward. All right, Teobleth. Well, actually, something that slipped my mind because we did that combat first thing in the morning but I believe my bow was ready today so could I have that yes. back it's, you know yeah would have yes. grabbed that You're while we were shopping <laughs> I suppose if you think he would have thought of it <laughs> uh, don't have like anything going anymore because all the stuff I cast this morning was 10 minutes per level I don't think that stuff would still be active. Not after like four hours, so no. Well, no. Maybe like two and a half hours. All right. So I don't have echolocation. I don't have sea invisibility. So cannot help you. Hold on. Thalias. I'm confused here. Why is How that? did Thalias make it in the surprise round, but our genus didn't? Perception. My totally sweet perception check or initiative roll. Which one was it? Yeah, Arginus had a oh, perception. 17 perception. Thalias had a 21. Oh, yeah. it was on the perception. I'm looking at the initiatives going, wait a minute. <laughs> Arginus no. had the best. And- Arginus is ready to go. He just doesn't realize it's go time. Why he's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't realize it's go time. All right, so I don't have any of my stuff going, so I cannot help you, Thalias. What do you mean help me? I don't need help. I'm invisible. I was I, need help. I was gonna buff you with fucking a plant bane shovel, but I can't see you. Oh no! So. I goofed it. <laughs> I thought I was so smart. So instead, I will default to helping myself and give myself a plant bane bow. All right. And, and unless you uh, tend to eat at picnics with your uh, weapons drawn, uh, we're starting this combat with everybody's weapons uh, stowed. Uh, so I'm just uh, uh, Uhtred can with his like always part of the surprise round. I'm pretty sure yeah. he always gets to draw his weapon during a surprise round as a free action. Yeah, Uhtred basically that sounds dra- familiar. Yeah, Uhtred draws his weapon like as part of rolling initiative. I think it's only a surprise round. Maybe either way, he's got his weapon out. All right, so yeah, that is my standard action is to give myself. To give my bow plant bane. You know what? I think I have to. I think I have to be holding the weapon to do that. So I'm gonna have to take the standard action to pull the weapon out, and then I will take a five foot step to be standing behind uh, Uhtred and the invisible Thalias. All right. And I just looked it up, and it is specifically on a surprise round. Oh. That Uhtred. I can, know uh, something about my own swift action. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. <laughs> I know. I was surprised myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next are the Vine Vipers. 
and I'm sorry, Tom, but that's just the way. Yeah, I know. uh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the Southern Vine Viper is going to uh, expel a captivating cloud on everybody. Uh, 60 foot spread. Is there uh, a save associated with this? Yep. Uh, I'm just going to draw it real quick. Uh, I think I'm going to preemptively say I'm going to use my poorly clover. I'm going to use the horseshoe on this. Yeah, I'm going to use Er. the... Well, whatever the one that... I thought the clover was the plus four. That might be the horseshoe. The horseshoe is the plus four on one save. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I want. So, yeah, everybody in this area needs to give me a will save. Is a mind affecting effect. I'm invisible. Is it? Is it yeah. an emotion effect? Yeah, uh, no. But it is mind affecting. Okay. Uh, oh, 33. Oh, big in rolls. Your big rolls. Face. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna use the. Um, what's the what, yeah, what's the one or that gives me the plus big, four? Biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with the horseshoe. So. The horseshoe is once per day plus four. The clover is three times per day plus two. Oh my god, that's a oh god. Say it. It's a nineteen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-roll that. I really don't want to be out of this fucking battle. <laughs> How are you gonna re-roll it? Tom? He just got a hero I got point, I just right? got a hero point, yep. so I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking. That's awesome. Have faith in your ability to receive more hero points down the road. Oh. Fucking hell! <laughs> I mean, it was better. All right. Oh. Now you you I, you you add the same modifiers as the first roll. Yeah, so what so does your horseshoe or whatever do? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yep. Unbelievable. And then I got a twenty-seven. I have a plus twelve. Okay. Fucking will. <laughs> uh, Uchu got a thirty-three. I can already tell by the tone of your voice that uh, I'm sitting out on this one. <laughs> Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think you're pretty fucked oh, at this point. God damn it! There, there's no way 21, 21, unfortunately, will fail. Yeah. Oh god damn it! <laughs> All right, you uh, you take down the Tealith playbook on this one. I mean, you you know that any opportunity I have to render fickle winds useless, <laughs> uh, that's just that's my kink. <laughs> There's a mess in your pants right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there's a there are two viper vines. Uh, blue one just hit you all with a captivating, uh, captivating cloud. I had um, no idea that other one was over there. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's lurking about. Uh, he's going to just kind of slither away. Movements. Oh Jesus, these things are fucking slow. Oh, well, that's good. So he's going to slither a little bit to the east. And uh, there are a lot of people at this park. And uh, it's going to shoot a captivating cloud uh, to the west. And, yeah, like there's a lot of people who uh, are screaming and, like, getting up to start running away. But this uh, viper vine uh, shoots a captivating cloud out to the west. And there are... A- couple people who still manage to uh, fight it off uh, you think probably just by sheer luck but most of these people start to they they seem to still be aware that they're in danger 
but they can't help themselves and they just start moving towards this viper vine. It is Mariana's turn. She got a 35 on her will save and she casts haste on everybody, including Elias, who she can still see. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she takes a five foot step to the east and she says, Oh no, my goodness, what now? Please, please help these people. Uh, as she kind of distances herself slightly from the viper vine. But, I mean, she's like fucking like 80 years old or something. So, <laughs> uh, up next, we're back to our genus. Um, I, was it like a new save each round? Hold on. I remember it saying if they failed to so, get a new save. I don't remember if they pass. You get a new save when they if attack. your path leads you into a dangerous area, but like not contextually dangerous, like actually like off of a cliff or through fire. Um, or each time the Viper Vine attacks you, you get a new save. Right. So, Arginus, you ha- you can take no actions, save, approach this Viper Vine. Got it. And let's see, when you get to... You're going to provoke before you reach it. You're given you're given the group valuable information though because everybody will see that this thing, as an attack of opportunity, uh, lunges out twenty feet south to gr- uh, gr- uh, lash out at Arginus with one of its vines. Jesus, holy Christ. crap! <laughs> yeah, although this would be when he moves to be within fifteen feet because he's leaving that threatened space. Natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's our genus, because you're giving him the Utra treatment right now. <laughs> I'm not doing this on purpose. All right, natural 19, so that confirms, but we don't need to Thank worry God. about an auto-kill. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, can I get a uh, bludgeoning crit card, please? All right. This is called Flatfoot. This deals okay. double damage and one dex damage, and the target's speeds are reduced by five feet until healed. I assume that's until the dex damage is healed. Yeah, probably. Okay, so you're going to take 11 points of damage from the tentacle. That was doubled? That was double. Okay. And then let's have a 45 to grapple. (laughs) That's right. I forgot it has constrict. Yep. So then you're going to take another 12 points of damage from the constrict. And... That automatically pulls you to the adjacent space next to it. As it just, it reaches out, grabs you, and just pulls you in for a big, friendly hug. Utrid. Oh, and Arginus, give me a will save. Is the will save to see if he stays, like, under the mind control? Yes. Do I get two will saves? Because I got damaged twice on that. It was only one attack. Constrict is just a piggyback. Got it. You can use the clover on this for a plus two. I'm not using the fucking clover. What little that fucking did. 30. Dirt doesn't need luck. (laughs) (laughs) Arginus, good news. (laughs) You are again uh, about your senses. You're now aware of how (laughs) shitty of a position you're in. (laughs) And you kind of wish you weren't. No, no, take me back. That brings us to Uhtred. Actually, okay, hold on. So that was a move action from our genus. You have a standard action if you uh, have anything 
I do. Uh, all right. I'm going to go ectoplasmic form. You do need to make a concentration spell check. like ability. Yeah. Yeah. And you're grappling. grappling you. Yeah. You did it once before. You can <laughs> do it again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now, this is where I'll use that plus two. Okay. Good luck. Uh, concentration check, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, thirty-one. No, it's not. It's no. not even I close. I doubt it is. I'm about to look it up though. <sighs> concentration, grappled or pinned. Like he net twenty against the vo- the black tentacles, and still only beat it by like seven. This thing's much higher CMB. Yeah, ten plus the grappler's CMB plus the level of the spell you're casting. Um, what'd you get? Thirty-one. Yeah, without even factoring in the level of the spell, that does not pass. Got it. Utrid. Well, our genus is conscious, so I think that's going to slightly alter what I was going to do. <laughs> okay. Well, like, if you were just like a, a mindless drone, right? Like, now you need immediate direct saving. Like, you at least have the ability to try and save yourself now. Yeah. He's grappled, like, with vines, right? They're, like, wrapped around him. I'm thinking kind of like Python, but with vines. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good parallel. Could I make a called shot on the, the vines? Not, like, wherever the... Like, he's wrapped around, and then where that connecting piece is from the wraps to the creature, yeah. if I could... I totally got Tom. Him. Don't worry about Tom, I got him. Really? Okay. Yeah, I found a spell. I don't normally use those. <laughs> Do I put my faith in Joe? And... Put your faith in me. Because we do have a whole nother one that's way over there that's just like... So... Utrid is going to use an arcana point, And he is going to put Keen on his scimitar. And then... He is going to cast a Dimension Door on himself Ooh. and pop himself way over up there by the red one. Ooh, okay. All so right. going to be heroic or kill Uhtred. Wow. Uhtred with a <laughs> That's... similar idea to what I was going to do. Hey, feel free to come over with Uhtred. I mean, Joe is all like, don't worry about our Jesus. I got him. Hey, I mean, I got my bow back. I'm not going nice. into melee, but... Guys. Oh yeah, you don't have to go into melee, but <laughs> guys. Oh, right here's looking pretty, right? <laughs> All right, well, let's find what Joe's got in the store. Thelias, it's your turn. First, what happened to me exactly on that wisdom save that I totally passed? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the will save? Yeah, you. It was to, you know, our genus failed it, and it, he was compelled to approach the viper vine. You passed. Gotcha. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I am. I'm hasted. So my movement is totally juiced. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast uh, Freedom of Movement on our genus. Okay. And I think that means he can just freely move around so and is not before, grabbed. Before we get this far. Oh, wait. You can actually make it to me. You're you're hasted. Freedom of Movement yeah. is, touch, is a touch spell. So yeah. you have to physically touch him. But you're hasted, so you can definitely do that. Um, yes. And... So what freedom of movement does is basically every grapple check on you automatically fails and every escape artist check you make automatically succeeds. 
but in the is there meantime, a but? Okay, yeah. Our genus, like <laughs> until it is our genus's turn, he will remain grappled. So it just means on his turn, he can make that escape artist check as a standard action, but he automatically passes it to get away, and then he will not be able to be grappled again by this by yes. until that spell is gone. It's like yes. that is still okay. good. It's just not you're immediately right. out. You know. Okay. Um, Effectively, it shouldn't change anything on your ca- on your end because you're still using it's your standard fight. action. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Okay, so I'm gonna boop, this is 25 cast it on him, and then how much more movement do I have? 15. Well, you can't move standard moves, so. Oh God damn these rules! <laughs> do you think you are a magus? <laughs> Move up to here and then cast it and then think about all the movement I could make but won't make. I mean, if you wanted to, you could like move even up like another ten feet and you'd still be able to reach our genus yeah. freedom of movement. Like yeah, I don't know where okay, you want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, out of the square of danger seems good, and uh, next to the guy who I do intend on beating up also seems good. Which is all also right, a yeah. square of danger. <laughs> it's a smaller square out of the square of danger, danger into the other square of danger they're yep. all squares of danger exactly <laughs> yeah okay alright and that brings us to Teoblith okay Teoblith is going to move and while he's doing that he's going to both draw his bow and use his sidestep ability to kind of like personal step through a little wormhole to get right out into the middle of the path here away from both of these clouds and with a nice clear line of sight to both of these plant vipers and then his standard action will be spent now giving himself the plant bane on his weapon all right it is the viper vines turns and i guess he just he's just gonna let go of our genus uh because instead he's going to uh he's gonna try to full attack Ooh, this uh, freedom of movement might have been too little too late, but uh, what if it say. wasn't? What if I saved the day instead? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be, be better? That'd be pretty pretty swell. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what. On this free attack, each tentacle that he hits our genus with will not also get a constrict because he will not be able to grapple him. So that is okay. Gonna that's gonna save our genus a lot of damage, but let's just. Uh, take this one at a time first we're gonna do a bite so that's a 33 to hit with the bite so that's gonna be 16 damage from the bite yeah 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 <sighs> oh and uh freedom of movement will not protect you from the 10 points of acid damage that you also get from the bite oh yeah Oops. all right here comes tentacle number one. Oh my god natural 20 <laughs> don't worry tom <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you got this, no problem. Thirty-three to hit. Yeah, that hits. To confirm. All right, man, you another bludgeoning crit, please. Oh my god. Uh oh. This is called what's going on? <laughs> Double damage, and one d four hours of the target's memory are erased. <laughs> Holy shit! The crazy man gets crazier. <laughs> He thinks he's at work. <laughs> what am I doing here? He's going to be like, we were just fighting that fire. What happened? <laughs> All right, Arginus, uh, you lose the last two hours of your memory, which would probably uh, put you 
like to like right before you laid down to take a nap. <laughs> so the last thing you remember is like talking to Marina about going to interrogate that werewood, and all of a sudden you are getting sucker punched by this viper vine. How <gasps> uh, did I get here? And it's gonna deal five points of damage with the tentacle. It's gonna fail to grapple. Here comes tentacle number two. Oh wait, that was uh, double damage. My bad. Oh yeah. Make that ten points of damage. Oh, okay. All right, tentacle number two. Twenty-seven to hit. I think that might match. Yeah, uh, that hits. For nine points of damage. Tentacle number three. Other natural nineteen. But luckily, that does not threaten. But you take another seven points of damage. Tentacle number four. I don't even want to say it. Natural one. I'll say it for you. Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. 20 to confirm. The toast dice are hungry. <sighs> That's a 34 to confirm. Yeah, that confirms. Matt, I need a third bludgeoning crit. Okay. This is called to your thinky bits. Those <laughs> just got hit last time. <laughs> this is double damage and one intelligence bleed with a fort save each round. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. And the fort save fort is th- equal to the confirmation roll? Yeah, it says so fort th- negates save each round. I think I said 34. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I can't make that unless I roll a nat 20, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, any 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 healing, anything that heals hit points will stop any bleed. So, Oh, that's good. I'm happy to hear good. about that. Good. I'm glad you're glad, Tom. All right. So nope. <laughs> take another 14 points of damage. that four. Wow. And that will be the end of that Viper Vine's turn. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. Alright, so the red Viper Vine, uh, I think it's just gonna ignore Uhtred and start uh, clobbering. Hitting our genus. It's gonna... <laughs> this is good. Yo, let me get in on that. <laughs> that looks fun as hell. Uh, it's just gonna start uh, going to town on the crowd of people that are just lining up in front of it. Yep, 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 yep. Next is Mariana's turn. Whew, what a... Mariana's going to... Uh, she's going to cast Scorching Ray, and she's going to fire two blasts at uh, the blue viper vine that just wailed on our genus. Okay, so here we go with our two ranged touch attacks. It's a 22. You know what I keep on forgetting? Hmm? Is that my crimson mantle allows me 20% concealment. Ugh, yup. Seems kind of important. Right, so first Scorching Ray hits. Second Scorching Ray is a natural 20. Oh, that's huge. Toast dice don't care who they're attacking. <laughs> Indiscriminately, <laughs> and uh, they got confused. They thought they were going after Uhtred. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's going to be a twenty-one to confirm, and that confirms against the Viper Vine's touch AC. Matt, I need a magic crit. Magic crit. Uh, what? Um, How is this? 
Okay, this is called phased. Okay. Uh, double damage. Okay. And the target is incorporeal for 1d3 rounds, negated by a will save. Whoa. Okay. Is that good? I mean, it can't attack anybody. Oh, perfect. All right, so let's see. Scorching Ray. Each ray is 4d6, so that's going to be uh, 12d6. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, Blue Viper Vine takes 53 points of fire damage. Oh. And it becomes incorporeal. Um, For 1d3 rounds. Yep, so and can make a will save to negate that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet this thing's got a monster will save. I got an 8. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's roll 1d3. The next two rounds, the blue viper vine is incorporeal. Uh, so that means that mundane weapons uh, cannot affect it. Magic weapons deal half damage, and weapons with ghost with ghost touch deal full damage. Um, but since this viper vine is not magical or wielding magic weapons or anything like that, it actually can't hurt anybody right now, but can be hurt by you guys. That's actually a sweet fucking crit. And then Marion is going to... That was huge for me. Yep. Marion is going to move uh, 60 feet northeast. And up next is our genus. Yo, our you don't know what fucking... the fuck you're. You know what the fuck you're doing here, but uh, that viper vine yeah. that just beat the shit out of you uh, just turned into a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's gonna help with the mind bleed right there. Oh yeah, take yeah, one take, intelligence take... bleed, please. Oh my god. Yep, and make a uh, yeah a uh, fortitude save to try and stop the bleed. Aka We're looking for that roll twenty. 20. So for the for uh, so for the fortitude twenty four. Pretty good, but. Not good enough. <laughs> you needed about 10 more. Yeah. Just got to get up there. All right. And then, so, our genus is going to fucking book it. And he's hasted, so he's going to fucking really book it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess his main focus would be this one anyway. So, um... Uh, just FYI, spells also deal the half damage to incorporeal creatures. Although you have the ectoplasmic bloodline, so you deal 75% damage with your spells. And I think you can do ghost touch like three times per day or something like that. Alright, well, our genus is uh, fucking not messing around. Uh, While he's running away, he pulls out uh, the rod of piercing and uh, casts disintegrate. Alright. Yeah, it's your bloodline arcana. Uh, incorporeal creatures take 75% of the normal amount of damage from your damaging spells, and when incorporeal creatures attempt saving throws against your non-damaging non-damaging spells, they roll twice and must take the lower result. All right, so give me a ranged touch deck. <laughs> 13. Uh, what's your dex modifier? It is currently 15. Dex score of 15? Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, 3. A 15 is a modifier of 2. He might be getting a plus one from something else. So. Uh, no, I got a minus one in dex. So, uh, from the uh, damage. Alright, 13 is not going to hit the Viper Vine. Fuck. Okay, uh, Uhtred, you're up. Alrighty. 
I'm going to use another Arcana point to put a plus four on Valo. The only energy they were immune to was acid, right? Yes, and they have a weakness for cold. Alright, yeah, let's uh, cast defensively a Frostbite. Alright. And I can't fail it. Okay. And then I'll take a full round attack with uh, Vala. Okay. Fours are wild, baby. First attack is going to be a 42 on a crit threat. 42 will critically threaten. It's going to be a 42 to confirm. Uh, 42 will confirm. And this is uh, with the spell effect going as well, right? Yep. This is with uh, frost frostbite on. All right. Slashing crit is called broad swipe. Normal damage and 1d8 bleed. Throw that out. Um, ooh. The magic is called lingering magic. Normal damage this round and half damage each round for 1d4 rounds. Wow. Whoa. Wait, what? what? Normal damage this round and half damage... For the next 1d4 rounds. Also, just FYI, plants aren't immune to bleed. Oh. Really? There's a lot of stuff I think I just assumed plants were immune to because it would make no fucking sense otherwise. It's called Zap. Read a book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Hold on. I don't think I'm understanding that crit card right. Why would I want half damage? Like, my damage cut in half? No, like, you deal with 1.5. So... Like, the damage that you rolled is 14 slashing, mm-hmm. plus the 18 non-lethal cold, plus another 17 slashing damage. And you have to do the cold right. damage again. Actually, no. You wouldn't do that, because it's normal damage, not crit damage. So you got the 14 slashing, the 18. 18. So you do that much right now. And then next round, you do half of that. The round after that, you do that half again. The round after on, that... On- on top of like everything just, else that you're doing. Okay, That's just okay, damage so, over time. So I'm adding... I see, I see, I see. Think I see. of it like a bigger bleed. The, yeah, because the way I heard it was like, you do half damage next time. I'm like, why would I ever want to do half damage? <laughs> Got him. Right where I want him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, I critted and I'm doing half damage? <laughs> it, uh, it's basically a, a different bleed effect. It's just not called bleed. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that one because they're going to be normal damage either way, and half of this damage is going to be more than one d8 bleed. All right. So how much damage is he taking right now? Fourteen slashing damage, mm-hmm. and then eighteen non-lethal cold damage. Okay. I did non-lethal damage. Can I try and intimidate? to demoralize they are immune to mind affecting effects and that includes okay. being demoralized uh, but all right but you did hit him with a cold effect so he's gonna be slowed nice second attack that's gonna be a 40 on a crit threat that'll threat and it's gonna be a 35 to confirm that'll confirm all right slashing crit is called swing through double damage and one free attack against an adjacent foe at the same bonus um, and then the spell crit is called Maximum Effect. Maximize all spell variables. Ooh. Let's go with that one. Now, okay, so that's going inc- to that's that's... increase your damage by three. Oh. Yeah. Well, the other one doesn't do anything for me. Well, it it's still double damage. That the magic oh. crit is not oh, double. It's just normal max. damage. Um, 
Yeah, let's go with the slashing crit then. Yeah. Okay. So that's going to be 30 slashing damage. Okay. And another 19 non-lethal cold damage. Also, I forgot that the frostbite, just they're fatigued. I think there's no save for it. There is no save. The fatigue condition ends when the target recovers from the non-lethal damage. Yep. Alright, so, yeah, he's fatigued and slowed. Okie dokie, and my final attack is going to be a 34 on a crit threat. 34 is going to crit threat. And that's a 46 to confirm. That confirms. Okay. Slashing this time is Flay. Normal damage plus 1d6 strength damage. And the magic crit is called Corrosive. Double damage, and if it's an acid spell, the target takes 2d6 acid damage for 1d4 rounds. So, just double damage. So you want normal damage plus strength, or just straight double damage? Let's go straight double damage, because these look nice. Alright. That's going to be 34 slashing damage, and then another 18 non-lethal cold damage. Uh, you have aggravated the viper vine. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> yeah. Just a mild aggravation? He's, he's pretty aggravated. <laughs> At least be irate. He's, he's moderately aggravated. Yeah, that's not enough. So, Elias, you're up. That scares me. <laughs> I did a lot of damage to him. <laughs> Dude, with all the crits, I thought you were going to kill that thing. The crits really didn't do a whole lot. I got three crits that were kind of like, eh. Um, now, attacking this thing with melee, he said something about something? I did say something about something. Uh, your What does my shovel do? My shovel's pretty great. Your shovel is a magical weapon, so it will deal half damage while this thing is incorporeal. Uh-huh. How do I deal full damage? Because that's what I If want. you had ghost touch on your shovel, you could deal full damage. I see. All right. Well, I'll just swing really, really hard, hasted with champion stuff. All right. Um, and see what happens. And power attack. 28 to hit. 28 hits. Sweet. That's uh, 31 damage and 3 acid. It is immune to acid. Oh, I don't get to make the noise. All right. <laughs> Next attack, 42 to that. hit for 25 damage. Okay. Haste attack, 34 to hit for 29 damage. Okay. And attack to a wimpy 20. 20 does not hit. Ah, but he fell on my haste attack? Or? Took an extra 42 points of damage after being halved. He is aggravated. Jeez. <laughs> oh, up next is Teoblith. All right. Got myself all prepped up here. Got my bow back. Let's start shooting. Uh, gonna unload, starting on the red one. Deadly aim it. All right. Uh, that's a thirty to hit. Thirty hits. All right. So that's the many shot. That is twenty-eight and twenty-one is forty-nine and twelve is sixty-one damage. Ooh. And then a thirty-two to hit. Thirty-two hits. And that is thirty damage. Okay. Uh, then a 42 to hit. 42 hits. That is 
35 damage. Okay, and that arrow will end the red viper vine. Kill it or knock it unconscious? It's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For now, I'm ruling that non-lethal damage cannot uh, render a plant creature unconscious, but I'll read farther into that uh, between sessions. All right. And then Tealith turns and fires the last arrow at the incorporeal one standing next to Thalias with a 32 to hit. 32 hits. So that is 32 damage. Okay. And you're... That's quite a bit of damage there, Matt. You sure should read in her character she right. Does your bow have ghost touch right now? No. It's just magical. Okay. All right. Pretty good turn, Tealith. It's the Vipervine's turn. Uh, it's incorporeal and an intelligence score of one. It's just going to kind of try to hit Thalias. Um, uh, I'm greaterly invisibly. You are greaterly invisibly, and I just realized that. And you didn't hit on your last attack. What was your attack roll? 20. 20. 20 will hit its flat-footed AC minus two. Oh, look at me. So go ahead and tell me what damage you got. 24 damage. All right. All right. Um, see, this is weird because it's got tremor sense. So it knew that you were standing there, but it's incorporeal now. So I feel like tremor sense won't work anymore because it can't, it's not a, it's not, can't physically touch the ground to feel the vibrations anymore. Oh, that's lucky. That's really lucky. Well, I mean, it's incorporeal anyway, so it can't harm anybody. I guess the only thing it can do is like just slither towards Teoblith because it's the greatest threat that it can perceive. And I'll probably get an attack of opportunity too. Yes, you will. And it will move 20 feet to the east as a double move. (laughs) Uh, But go ahead and give me a uh, attack of opportunity, Elias. It's going to be a big uh, 35 damage. That'll hit. 26 damage. Okay. It's Marina's turn. She had that Scorching Ray, but she doesn't really have much else for, like, combat. The drop of a hat like this. I think she's going to hold her turn. Gonna delay. And that's going to bring us back to our genus. Alright. Our genus is going to... Start intaking the situation a little bit more now that he's, like, away from it. Sure. Uh, but he'll move up a little bit, and he will cast uh, Ball Lightning. All three on this dude. All right. So I owe you three reflex saves. Okay, we got 16. Doesn't make it. We got 18. Doesn't make it. And we got 23. That one makes it. Okay. All right. Uh, so two sets of 46? I believe so. Three. You took your intelligence bleed this round, right, Arjuna? Uh, oh, yeah. Give me a fortitude save for that, please. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Naturally. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> So, our genius will... Oh, pretty close, though, Tom. What, did you need a 43? <laughs> Something stupid? Well, he just rolled a d20, because all like he needs a natural 20, so I, I don't know what the modifier yeah, yeah. is. Um, all right, so give me uh, 8d6. All right, uh, that's 31 
uh, lightning damage. Okay, Ow. 31 times 0 0.75 is 23. Alright, this Viper Vine is quite offended, and it is Uhtred's turn. Alright, I guess I'll just move up, and I can because I'm hasted, and take a swing at it. It takes its attack of opportunity, but it's still incorporeal, so the tentacle goes right through Uhtred. Actually, I'll charge to get the extra plus two on the attack. All right. Since I can only take one anyways. Eh, this thing's incorporeal. It's a natural one. All right, rolls confirm. 39. All right, 39 will not confirm. Okay. And that's all I got. All right, up next is Thelias. All right. Um, you know, I'm using a shovel against a plant. Did we, uh, do I get any bonus points for that? You get some cool points. Alright, they're not worth anything. Five foot step, <laughs> full attack. Alright, you're flanking. Here we go. Uh, 41 to That'll hit. hit. 31 damage. And I am flanking. Do I get a bonus for being invisible on this guy? Yeah, you're targeting his flat footed AC minus two. So you don't you don't get a okay, bonus, perfect. I just calculate it. Gotcha. Next hit, 29. That'll hit. 26 damage. Third attack, 36 for also 26 damage. Alright, and with that third attack you destroy the temporarily incorporeal vine uh viper vine yes 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 people look at her probably like what and then i uh drop my invisibility and stand there glorious foot on the uh on the roots yeah uh, as Thalias uh dismisses his invisibility uh at about the same time the viper vine returns to corporeality uh, and yeah, the, the park is no longer being threatened by giant plant monsters and there might be some applause of, uh, of gratitude and adoration if it weren't for the minor slaughter that happened before Uhtred, uh, distracted the Northern Viper Vine. So the park is very yeah. much currently, uh, in a panic uh, people are still fleeing the area. Everybody that was caught in this northern uh, cloud, uh, they were freed from the trance as soon as uh, as soon as Teobleth, uh destroyed that viper vine and they started fleeing. Uh, but yeah, you guys are now standing in the middle of the Yulis Pond Park. Two very random uh, giant viper vines destroyed. And I think we'll pick it up here next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. I'm nice, still bleeding. Yeah, remind me to heal you next time. Booyah! 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 Booyah!